Welcome to Sovereign Self, weaving spiritual awakening with the fabric of everyday life. Your host is Zofia Renea Morales. We'll discuss and show you how you can achieve the highest potential in your life through divine wisdom and really live. Now, here is your host, Zofia Renea Morales. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Sovereign Self, where we weave spiritual awakening into the fabric of everyday life. Today, our episode is going to focus around intuitive intelligence. Our guest today is Maura O'Leary, and she spent much of her career in corporate sales, earning the reputation of being the one to bring the mojo. In fact, her colleagues called her mojo. Then, eventually, she was moved to write and release her first novel, entitled When Angels Play Poker, which came out in May of 2017. In May of the following year, Maura was awarded the Book of the Year in the Spirituality category by Pacific Book Review. Uh, when Angels Play Poker is an endearing novel that will certainly bring a smile to readers' faces. It's a great read for people who want to read books which are spiritual, but also lighthearted and funny. She also won the award for a featured short story uh, at the Novel Writing Festival for her piece Becoming Fearless in this past summer and received a winning Laurel Award for 2018. Maura believes she was divinely guided to write her first book, and she's starting to work on book number two and three in her Angel series. Her book is available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and other sites globally. Specifically, she would love it if you would visit MauraO'Leary.com. Welcome, Maura. Thank you. What a wonderful introduction. I'm so happy to be here and talking with you. Hi. I am just so thrilled to have you with me. You have such a wonderful story of really living out your intuition in the business world, which is a place a lot of us empathic, intuitive types are a little intimidated to go. Right. Yeah, no, it's been an amazing journey, um, and I, I'm happy to talk about it with you tonight. Oh, yes, I'm looking forward to it. Um, how is it that you came to be in the corporate world? Um, well, it was back in um, the late 90s that I was working for a startup company um, doing kind of administrative support work and in um, and I happened to be on the phone working on a project and the CEO walked by and heard me talking and trying to convince this person to go forward and sign up for something and he went into the VP of sales and said, you should bring her into sales. And I had never done sales, had no intention of being in sales. And um, the next thing you know that they convinced me I had to go and get into that um, career. And, you know, that's where it started in the late 90s. And I got into sales with no experience. Um, but it became an incredible, great move for me. Um, and so I ended up, um, and that's where my intuition really came into play. Uh, before that, I, I was always intuitive as a child. I always knew I had a gift, but I suppressed it. I pushed it away, um, as a lot of people who are intuitive might do when they're younger. Yeah, I was going to say, I know that's very common experience as a child. I know I, I smashed mine way down deep to the point I'd have told you I was a muggle. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. So 
who would have thought or known that using that intuition that I could shift it and have it come into my sales uh, background. So it ended up being that I started in sales, like I said, in the late 90s. I had no experience. I was in inside sales. And the story of how I, if you want me to talk about the story of how I became the mojo, I can do yes, that. I would love to hear that story. But before we go into how you became the mojo, how did you begin to open up to your intuition and your intuitive experiences after you'd shut it down? What were the, what was the yeah. process that you went through? Um, so for me, when I was um, a young, when I was about, I remember the first experience I had knowing that I had this gift was I was eight years old and um I was getting off the bus and all of a sudden I felt my grandmother right next to me and saying goodbye. And she had been sick, but she wasn't deathly ill. She just had been sick for a while. And so I felt her and I knew her and just, and she's like, I wanted to say goodbye. And so I walked home, walked in the house and said to my mom, Hey mom, I'm really sorry. Nana died. And my mother looks at me and was like, what? I said, yeah, you know, she died today, right? And she said, no, she didn't die. Go to your room. (laughs) (laughs) Don't don't, don't be playing like that, young lady. (laughs) (laughs) So I went to my room, and an hour later, she got a call that my grandmother had died right around the time I got off the bus, which was incredible. But that, you know, that experience, it, it... on one hand it was like whoa what is this all about but as a young girl I was like this is bad I should not be talking like this and telling people somebody died and I hurt my mom and yeah and you got sent to your room on top of it (laughs) to my room you know and I'm sure I freaked my mother out too so that I remember that was one of my first experience with knowing right and realizing whatever this is I can't do it so I um, so suppressed it. And then, you know, over when I was a teen, I became fascinated with, uh, I remember I read Brian Weiss and I was reading about numerology. I was very fascinated by this and I knew I had some gift, but I, I just knew it was something that I, I wasn't sure how to define what I was to do with it. So I did stuff it way down and I friends and family knew I had it but I didn't use it in my work environment I never walked in and said hey I'm an intuitive but it was only until I took this job that I started to be able to use it Um, and what I what I found out was um, and I wasn't sure how to use it but I knew that I had this ability to pull people in and get them to do just be drawn right into me when I needed a sale to come through. And next thing you knew, they were signing up. So um, it was, it just was an opening to me to start realizing, hey, wait a second, maybe this is a gift that I can use. Yeah. Um, but before that, I just knew I had it, but to your point, I just kept pushing it aside. And I would—I lived in Marblehead, which was near Salem, Mass., which is which city. Yes. And I would go walk through there, and I'd see people with their tarot cards at the table. But I knew in my heart, I said, "No, this isn't. This isn't what I want to do. This isn't what I'm supposed to do." Like I 
knew from a very young age this was a gift from above. And then I would be told what to do, but that wasn't it. So I don't know if that answers the question, kind of. It does answer the question, kind of. (laughs) So now you're in corporate sales and you're, you're beginning to acknowledge that your intuition is playing a role here in your sales success. Talk to me a little bit more about how you stepped into that more fully and eventually became the mojo. (laughs) So um, what I would find is I would get a ton, I would get a lot of leads every day because this was the internet and we had people inquiring about sales space, um, where you put the ads, you mm-hmm. know, this was way back. This, the company I worked for was one of the first search engines. Oh, wow. Okay. So, so it was fast paced. It was a startup and we were handling anything that came through saying we want to do an ad on, on your page. So I might get 25 to 30 leads a day. Well, everybody else was overwhelmed going, wow, I can't even answer all these leads and I don't know what to do. And I would look at them and I would go, these five, focus on those five. And I'd send emails to everyone, right? But I just knew. I just got pulled in and I started learning to follow that, that energy field, whatever it was, to say, how was it that I knew it's these five? And absolutely those would be the ones that was like, yeah, you know, we'd like to talk more about advertising. And the other 20 were just like, oh, we were curious, this cool thing with the internet. Yeah, exactly. Whereas those other other five. Yeah, but the other reps, they were focusing on all 30. Yeah. And you can't do anything. You know, you can, but I mean, it's it's a much longer process. Very diluted, yes. Than focusing on the five. And I without having the intelligence and the knowledge that I've gained over the years, I just said, this seems, this seems to be working. This seems to be pretty cool. Um, And then what I can tell you is this, that um, what we did was when we got somebody to say, yes, I want to advertise with you, we would send them a contract. And back then you would fax them a contract. because they had to sign it. Back then, that was the way it worked. So when I would do that, I had to go out to the hallway where the corporate offices were, and right across from there was the CFO. He was somebody that wasn't 100% on board of me leaping from an admin role into a sales role. Mm-hmm. So there I am at the facts. He goes, what are you doing? I said, I'm sending out some sales contracts to be signed. He goes, how many? I'd be like three. He goes, yeah, what, what's coming back? I said, all three. He goes, huh. huh. And I said, like, to me, that was my world. I didn't know in sales that maybe people didn't sign contracts. I mean, that was, <laughs> Send them back, yeah. <laughs> that was my success record. I mean, I didn't know. So I said, three coming. He goes, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay, sure, so we'll see. <laughs> next thing you know, I go over with another con. There are my three contracts signed before the end of the day. So... He started asking every time he'd see me come over, he said, how many you have there? What's it for? You know, are they going to sign it today? And I said, yeah, and they would. So one time he took the contracts himself. It was I got three in one day, which was a lot, and they were really good contracts. He came over. He's the CFO of the company. He said, your three contracts came back. They came back in like two hours. They were all signed. I'm like, oh, that's great. He goes, 
you know what? I'm calling you the mojo from now on. <laughs> and that's how I get the name. He said, because I can't, I can't define what you're doing, but it's like this mojo energy. And you say it's coming back and it comes back. And, um, and the name stuck. It stuck from like the 90s till now that everybody in that world, and they're all still connected in some way, um, all call me the mojo. That's awesome. It, it is. <laughs> I love being called the mojo. Um, and yet, and I love how, how the, what I want to say, the, the cleanness of your mind, the naivete of going through the process allowed you to remain completely open to that they will all come back. Yeah, and he took it. I could tell from his face, he's like, you know, like, isn't she a bit arrogant and confident? Yeah, walking and, on the cloud newbie, nine. The newbie on the block who thinks every <laughs> one of her contracts has got to come back. And this guy was a very established corporate, been in many companies, so he didn't believe it. Yeah, he was entrenched in the old mindset, which it's like, well, if you send out three, you might get one or two back. But right? I had that fresh and positive mindset, and I had started believing in me. I started believing in the mojo, not knowing what it was. Um, and I ended up being the top salesperson for the year. Um, and, you know, from there, I, I, I love sales because it was fun. Because I was the mojo. <laughs> um, but, you know, at some point when people would ask me, right, and this shows you my naivete of trying to bring it together and understand it myself, they would say, how are you the mojo? And how does the mojo work? And we want some mojo. <laughs> does it rub off? <laughs> And I would say, I don't know. I just define these particular people and, and, and they, they come back. But I know now that I channeled the energy, that I pulled that energy in. Mm -hmm. And they, I can't tell you how many times I'd call them and they're like, oh, I'm so glad you called because I was about to sign the contract and I had one quick question and, you know, or in more modern times, they would say, sending it over right now. I just decided now I'm going to go through with that. Um, and that's a pretty that's a pretty honed-in energy connection. Yeah. Um, so at that time, I couldn't define it, and I, but I knew it was intuitive. I knew that, and it was wonderful to see how people, because of the label he gave me of the mojo, how people just gravitated to it and, and were fascinated by an accepting of it in that environment, you know? Isn't that something? Hmm? <laughs> Isn't that something? Yeah. So. Um, I, I loved this story, and maybe you can tell it for our listeners here, about uh, the eagle. The eagle. Yes. Yeah. I, I can tell about the eagle or the hawk because um, actually the, the hawk is a really cool story too about every time I would get a sale about yes. to get a sale. Yeah. Um, and then the whole, the whole office got into this. This was in my last corporate job. When I was about to, when they would say, do you think a new sale is going to come in? We need a big sale. A hawk, when a hawk would fly by the building, 
they would all go, hawk, hawk, where's Mojo? Because <laughs> each time it happened, the deal would come through. And I'm not exaggerating that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that just shows you how the universe worked in a way with a sign. And the hawk became my um, animal totem after that. Isn't but that it became surreal. I remember we were in a meeting yeah. once, and, and all of a sudden it went by slowly. <laughs> and it was the last day of the month, and we ended up getting a big sale. Isn't that something? So, and the whole conference room's like at the window, plastered up against it. <laughs> the whole meeting stopped. <laughs> it stopped. It was like the whole meeting was about, are we going to make the goals and the number? And all of a sudden this guy's like, there's a hawk. <laughs> <laughs> We're saved. I love it. Um, I love but it. yes, There's that whole was another corporate way. set of suits with their noses on the window going, it's a hawk, it's coming in. <laughs> and it was. I mean, everyone got into that. And I remember new people would get hired and people would walk by and they go, yeah, that's a hawk lady. Go talk to her later. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, um, so it was yeah, it's just another perfect example of how the universe was sending me messages and signs of saying, look, we're working with you. And in case you're doubting that the deal is coming in, we're coming. Yeah, <laughs> coming here your, you know. Who's your feathered friend to let you know? <laughs> Love it. And I actually have one of the hawk feathers. I kept it. That's beautiful. So. Yeah, and I love how just being yourself and sharing what's going on with you changed the environment around you completely. And we will explore more about this after we come back from our break. Sounds great. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. You have a message. You want to share that message. You want it to be social, to go viral and spread across the planet. But how do you get started? Tune in to Amplify featuring host Ken Roshan. This show is here to help you take that message and channel it through the most effective marketing techniques to not only be successful, but have a positive impact on the world. Tune in live Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel and get Amplified. Want to improve your health, business, and life just by listening to a radio show? Well, we can at least move you in the right direction. Listen for Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. Each week, Allison will speak with amazing guests and find out what's changed their lives and how they are changing the lives of others. From beauty to health to business and personal relationships, we're here to inspire you to live your life of passion. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers channel. Financial freedom and money are subjects that many people are uncomfortable discussing. These don't have to be. Listen for Money, Mindset, and Love with Thomas DeShooter. We're all about sharing ideas with tips, amazing guests, and input from you, the listeners. It's time to dream big and help each other reach our goals. Not only will you get closer to financial freedom, but you'll learn more about spirituality, work-life balance, and empowerment. Listen live Thursdays at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern, on Voice America Influencers. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. 
listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thank you so much for hanging in through the break with us and for supporting our corporate sponsors. (laughs) We are here having a conversation with Maura O'Leary about what it was like to use her intuition in the corporate sales environment. And I'd like to hear a little bit more, Maura, about how your focus uh, changed. How did you balance your intuition and the corporate world and... How, how did things shift for you over the years? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so somewhere about, I don't know when this book came out. I want to say 2008, but The Secret, when the book The Secret came out, that was life-changing for me because it defined who I was and what I was and all about this energy in the universe and how based on what you do and, and it just incredible that I said this is me this is the gift that I have and that the universe is trying I finally understood it that the universe was trying to work with me and through me to make certain things happen and I think in the beginning it was to awaken me to look you have all these gifts and talents we're showing you one way which is a great benefit to you but we want you to become more aware of all that else that is out there and so by reading that book it really transitioned me it really woke me up after I read that I started reading everything I could find from Deepak Chopra to you know every enlightening book and show and because I wanted to learn more and I wanted to understand more so that was the first piece of me starting to go, there's something bigger here, and I'm part of it, and the universe wants me to be part of it. But it wasn't me at that point defining what all my gifts were. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think as I went through over time, um, I was the big shift. So I was aware now I had this gift, and I was aware the universe was tapping me. Um, and it was 2013. I, I, uh, I left my corporate, I still work with corporate corporations, but I left my corporate job as the mojo in 2010. Um, and I started my own company and in 2013, I had a shift with a client, um, that made a decision. Everyone was to be in one location or they weren't working with us anymore and I chose not to go to that location so it's a pretty big size client and I lost them and all of a sudden I had this gap of time and for whatever reason I I had already started and we'll get to this in a minute but I had started writing the book and so in 2013 I said you know you're writing this book but you have no credibility I mean you're just more O'Leary yeah. So, <laughs> little old Mara, who's going to listen to me? <laughs> so I said I looked up this um, this. I said I need to get certified as an angel messenger, and I know that Dorian Virtue does it. But then I found there was a site called Create Heaven um, mm-hmm. with Karen Paolino, 
and she was doing angel card certifications um, down in the South Shore where I live. And I went down to take her class, and it went over a few months, and, and I loved it, and I was getting certified in that. So this was, I think, the summer of 2013, and I had the time to do it. The universe had cleared my plate. Mm-hmm. And so I'm doing that, and I'm down there, and they had a flyer with other programs. It was a beautiful space, and a lot of people would come and speak. And so they had one that was Learn Reiki. So here I am getting to be an angel card reader and learning all about the angels and finding out I could connect with them and get signs from them. And it was, I was, I was just opening up big time. And so then I thought, what's this Reiki? This looks really good to learn how to heal. And um, the person that was doing it at the time said, well, you're already opening up. So why don't we get you to do Reiki? And I became a Reiki 1, Reiki 2 practitioner in a very short period of time, shorter than most people get it done. Um, so we got that done. And then if that wasn't enough, that same year. <laughs> but l- um, let me pause you before we move on to what's next this same year. For our listeners out there who may not be familiar with Reiki, tell us a little bit about what yes, that is. That's a good question. Thanks for stopping me. So Reiki is energy healing. Um, and what it is, is it's not, it's not hands-on healing, but you use the energy that you've been gifted with to put your energy towards a person where they're, you know, where they need their healing. Um, and I just did it this weekend. It's incredible work. And it's all about the energy from above coming through me to you. And my healer in particular is Mary. And it is just I'm so blessed and gifted to know that that's who comes through me. Um, But for people that have never had it done, it's um, the best way I can describe it is it's holding your hands over you per se, over a spot, but not putting them on you. Um, But you can feel the heat of it and the warmth of it and the energy. And some people even feel the release of, you know, pain or, whatever might be going on. And it's incredible work. And I'm now a Reiki master as well. Um, and so, but who knew I had all these gifts? Exactly. You know? and, and, the, and the universe was opening me up, but look at how that all came into play, that it was like, you don't have an excuse, you have time on your hands, and we're going to cram it all in. And I call it my Mach 5 enlightenment year. <laughs> <laughs> so after Reiki 1 and 2, what was the next phase in your Mach 5 enlightenment? <laughs> so the next phase, and this was crazy. I mean, the universe already had this on the menu and I didn't know it. But in this particular place that was doing all these you know, different things, there was a weekend event that this woman was coming, Rita Berkowitz, Um, was going to do a beginner's mediumship class. Now, the only reason I went was I had seen her somewhere, and I think I even got a reading from her years ago, and she's fabulous. And I said, wow, I get to see what she does. I mean, I could never do this, but I'll watch her. (laughs) Little old me, not me. (laughs) (laughs) I'd be like, I could never sell. What's this all about? And so I went to the class, and she had us all hold, pick out of a basket, hold an object, and tell us what we felt. 
to this day, I'll never forget it. I knew everything about this woman's husband. I knew when he died. I knew he was a carpenter. I knew he built her a gazebo. I knew, you know, all these things about him. And I'd never met the woman or known anything. And then I said, after I told her that, and she was already crying because she couldn't believe how much I brought in. And she said, this is so my husband. And he just died, I think it was three months before. Oh, and I said, well, I have a message for you. I, I said, I, I don't know if it'll make any sense. But he said, stop eating the pizza out of the box. And you need to eat healthier food. And she lost it. He was a chef part-time and he did all the food for the family and now the family was without that and they would just sit around the kitchen table and you know eat pizza every night and Domino's to the rescue (laughs) and it just blew me away and before I left Rita pulled me aside and said I don't know what your plans are but my plans are you're going all the way through to my super advanced class because you just went and did a mediumship reading as if you've been doing this for all of your life yeah and um and wow you know just unbelievable and i've been blessed to be trained by some of the best in the world for my mediumship so um so anyways that was 2013 (laughs) That makes for an interesting year, doesn't it? (laughs) Yes. And that was when I knew the shift was starting. I mean, how could you not know it was starting, especially with the mediumship coming out of nowhere? Oh, yeah. That'll just smack you across the face. If if you don't pay attention to that, there's not much going to wake you up. (laughs) and, And then it came through so natural. Yeah. That it came through like I had that woman's husband right there with every piece of detail. And so um, after that, I still was doing my mojo work. I, I, and I, it was, I also was um, taking care of my mom. 2014 was kind of a crazy transitioning year um, with family stuff and all of that. But I still had the book, and the book was on the shelf. Um, and I had gotten six chapters done, and I knew – I just knew that was next after I got through all this family stuff and my mom and everything. And um, so backtrack just a little bit. Yeah. Because you'd had the the book idea for a while. Where did the, when did the book idea first pop up into your awareness? So the book came to me, which is such a cool story too. And this was pre 2010. Um, the book came to me, went up to Maine while I was being the mojo and all this. I, I got burnt out a bit. I needed to get away, and I went for a long weekend up in Maine. I brought a journal. The journal was just to write down what I was even aggravated about or what just nothing Event. <laughs> and then I'm up there, and the story starts downloading nonstop, out of nowhere. I never, I I didn't go up saying, hey, let's go write a book about an angel or unbelievable. The whole thing unfolded to the point where my hand hurt trying to write down everything I was hearing and everything. And so what I tell everybody, and it's true, I was divinely guided to write the book. And I wrote the first four chapters while I was up in Maine. Then I came home and wrote two more because I couldn't get it out of my head. And then I stopped because between just being 
just so you understand, never wrote a book before, never wrote a short story, never learned how to do dialogue. I did write when I was in college and loved it, and I had a gift for it, but never did anything. And all of a sudden, I'm writing a book. So <clears throat> I, I did shelve it for a while, and then I brought it back out. Um, I bring it back out off and on, but when I write, I need, as anyone, you need to be tunneled, and yet too much was going on. But I could feel this on my shoulder, like, get the book done. We're, and, uh, so of all that I went through in 2013, it was only more validation to me that I was being chosen to write the book. So I... Um, <clears throat> I picked it up and really started writing more of it and finishing it up between 2015 and 16. And, um, and honestly, it just was trying to keep up with what I was being told to write. Um, and being told that I needed to write the book so that people would know how much they were loved from above, mm. which is the overall theme of it. That's a beautiful um, message. You know, and it's just been amazing. Um, you know, it got it got it got chosen to be published. I mean, how does that happen? I called one publisher, one, and um, it was Guideposts, and I did choose them because I knew they had a very small division um, that wrote about angels once a quarter, mm -hmm. and I just. Maybe the mojo sales thing <laughs> had something to do with it. But it lit up the right one. <laughs> and then I and then it went to get published. And that's I remember that day. I remember him calling and saying that he had his I told him to go bring it home at Thanksgiving and have his family, his mom and his sister read it. I didn't know he had a sister. He said, How did you know I'm going home and my mom and sister are gonna be there? And so it's like, oh, yeah, okay, so give it to them. <laughs> and so he came home, he came back to work, and he wrote to me like a week and a half later, and he, he called me, and he said, are you in front of your computer? He said, I did what you said, and they told me to, to bring you on. And he said, look in your computer, I sent you a contract. Wow. <laughs> so, um, so, and then that just went from there. And um, it got published in 2017. Um, and the very cool thing about the Mojo piece was, um, <clears throat> which I can talk when we come back, was that there was kind of a blending of the two worlds there, oh, of um, nice. the Mojo and then the universe saying, this has to happen so that can happen. So Beautiful. Yeah. So, um, but it's an interesting story about how I was just able to move forward with the book quicker than I thought I would be able to once I got it published. So, Isn't that something? It's amazing how things just line up when the timing is right and they just go click, 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 click right on down the track. And that's one thing we can talk about when we come back too is I've really learned now to pay attention to the universe in a big way. And... Um, just turn around and and follow that path and listen to it, which I think is very key for people to hear and understand so they can put together all the signs they get as well as what they're doing um, to, you know, move forward in their development. Absolutely. So, so on that note, 
we will go to hear our commercial sponsors and I hope to see y'all on the flip side of the commercials. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. There's a new force to be reckoned with in talk radio. It's not just talk radio. Hosted by LaTanya Jr. and co-host Tina Wynn and Tony Brown. Not Just Talk Radio is like a superhero. Inspiring, problem-solving, and informing with action-provoking conversations from news, movements, and social and politics issues. This program is about a wide range of voices and fresh points of view from experts, celebrities, and you, the listener. Not Just Talk Radio is broadcast live Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in every week to the Voice America Influencers Channel for The Movement with Shannon D. Hughes. It's all about what's happened in the past that determines the future. Everyone has their up moments and their down moments. The pendulum is always swinging between the victories and the pitfalls in our lives. But each of these serves as success points that we learn from and move forward. Listen for The Movement every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Sustainable success is just around the corner. If you are an entrepreneur, business leader, or anybody looking for their next level of success, tune into Sustainable Success with host Chris Salem. Did you know that the path to success is a long path that started many years ago? The path you started on then determines what is happening now. Chris and his amazing guests in their field will help you navigate the path to sustainable success every Thursday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thank you for returning from the break with us. We appreciate you supporting all of our corporate sponsors. And once we wrap up the day here, that doesn't end the conversation. You can connect with me on Facebook. I'm Zofia Renea, Z-O-F-I-A-R-E-N-N-E-A. And Mora can also be found on Facebook at mora.oleary.165. So before we went to break, we were talking with Maura, and she was going to tell us how the universe arranged events for her in 2017. Yes. Um, So I wanted to, I'm so glad we came back to talk about that, because that is the year I shifted from being the mojo to Maura O'Leary. And the way that that happened is... I knew my book was coming out in in, in uh, May of 2017, but in January, as if the universe was like, okay, we need to get her focused only on this. I still was in the corporate world, still running my company successfully, 
And one of my bigger clients got bought out by uh, another major company out of nowhere. It happened at the end of December of 2016, and I got told on, I think, December 30th, 2016. And it was one of those events where I can honestly say my intuition was not tapping in and telling me this. I did not see it happening. Um, but interestingly enough, a person wrote in with a lead on, dis on Christmas Eve. It was for a one word. Um, it was for a product that was worth a million dollars. And they wrote in and asked for the price, and I sent it. And I just sent it quit. And it was like, I mean, who buys a million dollar product? Yeah, yeah, just like that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, happy, you know. Happy Here you Christmas. go. Here's your so, Merry so that happens, right? Other leads go out. I just going about my life, and then bam! On the thirtieth of December, everything starts falling apart. And on the, I will never forget. I was very jolted by this, and I went to bed that night and I cried and I said a prayer and I said, "You want me to put out the book? How can I put out the book when I'm not going to have a job now?" Because that was my big client. Yeah. And so New Year's happens, and I don't know, the 2nd of January. Dear Maura, thank you for your email with the price quote you sent me on Christmas Eve. Uh -huh. I greatly appreciate you did that. Could you, we talk today? I'm very interested in buying this product. Wow, a potential seven-figure client. <laughs> on January 2nd of 2017. And I went through maybe the emails fake, maybe the phone number's fake, maybe the guy's fake. Somebody's punking no. me. <laughs> Called the number. Hello. I almost fell out of my chair. I'm like, he's answering the phone. It's a real person. <laughs> <laughs> Bottom line, on January 4th, a wire was sent for a million dollars. Wow. Now, of course, I didn't get the million. It went to it went to it went to the new company who just bought the old company. Uh. And I I did the sale and I got a percentage of the sale and they went Still, and honored a that. Percentage on that is and they honored that and that was the universe saying Problem solved. You're now the focus completely on the book. Yeah. Oh, and in answer to my prayer. And the fact the guy wrote to me on Christmas Eve. Merry Isn't that Christmas. amazing? <laughs> so the rest of 2017 was all about the book, about publishing the book, about getting out there, about getting it. Then it got into with Barnes and Noble and I got good reviews and, and I was becoming more O'Leary. Yeah, and um, since then I've continued on that path, and um, definitely, as as you and I, I mean, the way I met you, we did this incredible um, thing together about looking at our name, my names. You did such an amazing soul contract for me, showing me about this was the mode, and you knew nothing about me. But you define the mojo exactly to who I was and showing me how I was to merge into more O'Leary. And that is that all unfolded, <laughs> Sophia. I mean, anyone out there that wants to know about what their name means, 
definitely tap into what Sophia does because it was incredible the detail and how logical it unfolded. And I think about it all the time because I look at where I'm transitioning and I can honestly tell you as part of the summary of what we're talking about here, the universe does not want me to be the mojo anymore. It wants me doing this incredible work over his moral Leary. Yeah. Um, and and I, haven't, I haven't looked at that chart in a minute, but it seems to me that the Mora O'Leary had a very strong uh, divine feminine aspect to it. And the mojo was a very different, um, very powerful and very, very and a, dominating. Yeah, a strong emphasis on the divine masculine, as I recall. Yeah. Yeah. So now I'm in this new world, in this new side. And the thing is that it's just unfolded beautifully. I mean, like I said, just this weekend, I spent Saturday doing Reiki work. I mean, tomorrow I could get a call for somebody wanting a mediumship reading. And I love doing all of this work, the angel card readings, um, all of it. And then the book, the book, it's just... I, I just know that I was divinely, I, I know it every time I go to a book signing, anytime somebody writes to me about my book, I know I was divinely guided to write it. And I'm just so overwhelmed um, that I was chosen to do it um, and that I now have to write book two and three. So I would like another million dollars to come through to help me. <laughs> Hello? But um, but well, on the other hand, I'm, I'm, the universe you know, doesn't like to repeat itself that overtly no. on there. <laughs> It'll come in a different form. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> no, but um, you know, I, I think I, I think what I want to tell people is, you know, how can they benefit from my story? Um, if you're an intuitive person. Stand in your power. Don't hide behind that. And and don't feel that you can't talk about what you're able to do. And embrace your gift. You know, I mean, it did take me a while to get there. But if the universe is giving you a lot of signs, if you're feeling like you need to shift, shift. You know, I I mean, this the um, craziness that I got, I got short story of the year last this past year for becoming fearless it's all about that it's all about um going and 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 doing something you've never done before but you want to do it and it's coming from your heart you know i didn't know i would end up having all these gifts to to share with other people but i went after it and so you know follow what your soul wants you to do follow what your heart wants you to do it's easier said than done, I understand, but I'm evidence of that. Yeah, well, you know? and I was going to ask you, when, when it comes down to that moment where you, you're on the precipice and you're about to take that leap of faith, that step over the edge, how do you support yourself and, and keep your confidence in that moment? What do you do? Um, I, you know, I go deep in deep inside and I I just you know I I really lean on I list, look for the signs from the universe and I have faith it's all about having faith and knowing and believing in yourself 
and taking that leap as scary as it could be, but be fearless, go for it and find out. Cause I have many times the universe is right there. They're right there letting you know, we've got you. We're not going to have you. I've never known of anybody that's gone and done this work or in the calling that they felt they needed to do and rose up to share their intuition and ever said, Oh, that was a bad move. (laughs) I hit the wall on that one. (laughs) I mean, one of the things I wrote down is don't hide in the shadows. Go into step into the light because the angels will support you and always have your back. And I've seen that and learned that. And, you know, on my Facebook page, I share certain angel stories of things that have truly happened to me. Um, and every time these things happen, I'm just like, wow. Um, and to move from being this corporate sales executive mojo to being now in this other space, it's a big shift. But, you know. So for our listeners out there, um, how do you know that what you're receiving is communication from source or angels and not some random something or other? Um, Because I think the signs are very clear. I mean, when you get signs from above, there's all different ways that can come through. It's music, it's pennies, it's dimes, it's feathers. It's, you know, looking at a license plate and that clicks. It's, It's things that just click. You just know there's no other explanation. But it's to you. It's personal for you. Me seeing a hawk feather that's personal to me. It might mean nothing to you. Um, but, you know, believe, you need to believe and trust in it, and you need to be open. That's very key. You can't um, be distrusting or questioning it. But I think it's when um, you have something happen that you just like, there's nobody else that would understand that except me. And that's a sign from above. It can be somebody who's died, who's come through. Music is huge for me. There's certain Mm -hmm. songs. Um, So I don't know if that answers the question or helps people. I know when I was starting to come into my intuition and begin to communicate with what I call my spiritual counsel, um, they put me through a process where I kind of began to learn what my signs are. Yes. Yes. It's personal to everybody. And as long as you're open to it and you start seeing those same signs come up, sometimes they will do that until you, you get it. Right. (laughs) So, um, you know, I just had one come up this weekend. So, um, And it's a beautiful thing when you start accepting it because you realize, just as my book talks about, you're never alone. You're always loved from above. They're always around you um, to protect you and guide you. But if you're to do this work in any type of enlightenment way, they are are just (laughs) up there so excited and happy that they've recruited another person. (laughs) Yay, we got another one on the team. (laughs) Exactly. There's a team up there, but they love having a team down here, too. Absolutely. Now, I know you emailed me this morning. You were very excited that you've got your website done. So tell us a little bit about what's out on the website. 
Right. So I finally had a chance to update MauraO'Leary.com, which is the, my author name. So M-A-U-R-A-O-L-E-A-R-Y. Um, and on the site, the first page talks a little bit about my book at the top, but then at the bottom has all the list of my upcoming events. And I'll be filling that in that in constantly because I'm filling in more for the spring right now. Um, and then the other pages um, talk about one page is all about my radio and podcast interviews and yours will be on there soon. Nice. <laughs> uh, and then there's um, the other piece that I added, which I hadn't done. And this is what I'm really excited about is I've added in my services. Um, from angel card readings to mediumship to Reiki, um, and I will be adding in consulting services too. Uh, so if anybody who's on the phone right or listening right now, um, it, it resonates with you when you'd like to talk to me about how to get, you know, the intuitive intelligence into your company, into your sales team, wherever, I'm happy to do that. Um, so... I think that's pretty much what's on the site, but I just built it out more and I think it looks more informative and, um, and how to contact me. The other piece I added to my book is on my website. You can get a signed copy with a beautiful angel feather. Oh, nice. I love yeah. it. Yeah. So well, it's it, a, it's it makes me high. sad that I went through Kindle. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know you deserve a you deserve a signed copy. There'll be one in the mail. Oh, thank you. Um, <laughs> but I hope people will check out my book as well, um, either for yourself or if you know somebody suffering through anything, a trauma or a loss, or uh, they're sick, like today's World Cancer Day. If you know somebody that's having a really tough time. My book resonates on a lot of levels. It's one of the most beautiful things about this unfoldment of my book. I never knew so many different areas would be affected or really be impacted by it. Yeah, addressed in that particular storyline. Yeah. It's a beautiful storyline. Thank you. Yeah, so... Um, I mean, I even had a woman come up, just came into the a book reading of Barnes & Noble, was standing there. I'm like, I know this. Who is this woman? She looks familiar. She bought my book. She came in just to come back to tell me she gave it to her friend who whose husband was in hospice, and it helped her get through. Oh, because, wonderful. you know, it, it's a book about letting you know they're there for you from above nice. every day. That's and when a, you're going through a tough time or you know somebody that is, this book can really help. Yeah, that is a beautiful note to end on. Thank yeah. you so much for that thought. You're and welcome. You can uh, continue the conversation with us over on Twitter, Sophia Renea, Z-O-F-I-A-R-E-N-N-E-A. And uh, Maura, her Twitter is M underscore O'Leary author. And we will be back next week. We're going to actually have a conversation, Robert and I, again. And we're going to talk about soul contracts and life blueprint readings. So we look forward to seeing you all next week. Until then, magic. Thank you for being a part of our program this week. Sovereign Self can be heard live every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time and 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Please join host Sophia Renea Morales again next week, right here 